Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Thrive Beautifully Business Podcast. I am your host Megan Shalidis and on this show we chat about all things entrepreneurship, client attraction and lifestyle design. I'm super excited to be here so let's dive right in to today's session. Hello, wonderful human beings, and welcome to another episode on the Thrive Beautifully Business Podcast. Today, I'm super, super pumped to be bringing you an episode on the five things that I stopped doing that helped me go from overlooked to fully booked in my online business. Now, I want to kick this episode off by saying that what you don't do is absolutely just as important as the stuff that you do do in your business in the pursuit of growth in the pursuit of more clients more impact more revenue all of the things and one of the best ways that I found in my journey as a business owner and also as an essentialist or a minimalist at heart is one of the best ways to improve your business is to continually actually audit what's working and what's not working so you are actually constantly shaving away at the stuff that's not high value for you and your business so if you are someone who is tired of hearing you must do more to reach your goals and you'd actually like to look at how I did less to create even more impact even more cash flow and even more incredible client results in my business I'm going to be sharing with you five things that I stopped doing that helped me go from overlooked to fully booked in my business Right, so topic number one or point number one in this uh, this interesting thing that I'm going to be diving into is I had to stop tweaking my branding, my personal branding, every single time I had a personal evolution. This one was hugely, hugely tough for me because I come from a brand and design background. I used to design strategic branding for corporates as well as brand strategy. And something really fascinating for me in the industry at the moment is there is this messaging around being your brand. And this messaging is something that confused me and derailed me for years and years and years in my business growth, where I was literally changing my branding, my colors, my fonts, the way I was showing up in my images all the friggin' time. Because I was buying into this messaging that my branding somehow had to encompass every single thing, energetically, emotionally, physically, strategically, all the things, all the aspects of who I was. And not only is this a nightmare because it's virtually impossible to do, but it also creates a massive amount of confusion for your clients. When you are constantly changing and evolving at light speed and changing your mind and your opinions and your colors, you create this feeling of instability when your clients peek into your brand. So what I realized was I didn't have to show up as all of the aspects of who I am in any given moment, because trust me, my favorite color and my hairstyles could change at any given point in time. And what I want to share with you is that when I finally stopped trying to use my brand as this way to personally express every aspect of who I was, and instead focused on who do I need to show up as, right, in my full authenticity, so that my clients are able to connect with me, build relationships with me, and trust me so that I could help them get to their next level in business, right? So I stopped finally tweaking my brand and my logo and revisiting things in Canva 500 different times. Because what I realized was I was actually using Procrasty branding, right, as a way of focusing on the exciting stuff, the rebrand, the visuals, which was really what got me fired up at the time, instead of actually focusing on the kind of boring, unsexy stuff that is actually required to grow a business, like having conversations, building relationships, and making those offers. So what you've got to take away from this, or what I would love for you to take away from this rather, is constantly changing your mind and changing your brand breaks trust with your audience 
major brands are timeless. Think Apple, think Coca-Cola, think of any timeless brand, right? They stay consistent. Now, again, shaving your energy away from this and releasing this need to use your branding for your own personal evolution is also going to save you a heck of a lot of time. So you can actually pour that time and energy into the stuff that's actually going to be booking your clients, right? Number two, I stopped spending hours and hours and hours consuming my competitors' content and in research mode. Right now, this is a big deal because there is a lot of information out there about you need to be stalking your competitors every single move online. <laughs> right, watch what your competition is doing. What are they doing with pricing? Are they on the cutting edge? And I bought into so much of this overtly masculine advice. And what this created was I was always second guessing myself in business, constantly wondering whether I was doing the right thing. And the more that I sat down and consumed more and more of my competitors' content, the less sure I felt of myself, the less certain I felt of my frameworks and the amazing results I'd been able to get for my clients. And the funny thing was that things were going really well for me and I was still actually managed to get myself into a space where I would spiral emotionally because I was somehow not keeping up with the latest thing with my competitors. I would doubt my branding, I would doubt my offer, I would doubt my target audience and my message and all the things and constantly be on this dopamine fueled adrenaline rush of consuming my competitors content. And it fed the massive, massive self-doubt in me that created total paralysis in my business for a really good amount of time where I was unable to tap into my own creative inspired energy because I was too busy focusing on what my competition was doing. So what I really want to share with you is look at, are you spending time consuming content or creating content? right? Is the content you are consuming actually inspiring you, right? Is it feeding your insecurity or is it feeding your inspiration? Not everything is a trigger. It is totally okay to unfollow and focus on your zone of genius, right? What I did in releasing this was really just give myself space to be myself, to trust my own instincts, to trust the wisdom that came through my life experiences instead of constantly trying to model myself in the light of my competition. And once I stopped the continual research mode, right? That's what we call it research mode, <laughs> stalking your competition, checking all their stuff out on social media, second guessing every single thing you're doing. And when I stopped all of that, I was just able to breathe and focus on my message in my most authentic way possible. This also allowed me to get out of that cycle of starting and stopping because I actually just got to lean in and really just trust the process and show up daily for my business. So number two, I stopped spending hours and hours consuming my competitors content and in research mode. And I use that time to actually get into action and do the things that are really going to drive your business forward when it comes to client attraction, right? You want to become the creator, not the consumer. All right, number three, on that note, I stopped consuming courses and trainings when I had a whole humongous load of content that I hadn't actioned yet. Now, noticed the most important thing that I've shared there, actioned, right? You can have a bazillion courses sitting in a file or a folder on your PC somewhere. You might have watched three videos and then got bored and dropped off and then decided, meh suddenly not so exciting for me anymore. And I used to be exactly the same. I had learned so, so much from containers, from courses, from programs, but I realized that there was a point in my journey where I actually knew more than I thought that I did. I knew more than what I thought that would actually allow me to get into momentum and go and do the thing. But what ended up happening is when it came down to actually doing the boring basics, that little tiny monster of doubt would creep into my brain and go, you don't know enough to be showing up. 
it worked that one time, but it's probably not going to work for you again. And so what I would do is throw myself into another online program or another online course, right? And these things just stacked up. And what ended up happening was I created a major, major fucking overwhelm for myself because guess what? Now I've got a hundred competing strategies in my head where somebody is shouting, focus on your energetics. It's all that matters for client attraction. And someone's going, screw energetics. You actually need the strategy and you need to go out and do the work. And so I would yo-yo between all these bazillions of different strategies and accomplish nothing. Absolutely sweet nothing, right? Total analysis paralysis. And what I realized along my journey is that knowledge is literally only as powerful as it can be when it's actually applied, when it's applied through action. So what I started doing is I focused more on actioning what I already knew to do and consuming less content because there came a point in my journey where I had to get really, really honest with myself and go, okay, what is the real reason that you feel that you need another online program? And the truth was there was a huge amount of work that was required for me to grow a business. And I think this is something that a lot of us are in denial of, especially because we live in this instant oats society where we are constantly bombarded with messages like, build your seven figure empire overnight in 24 hours without losing a cent, <laughs> right? And it's actually just insanity. Good things take time. If you study any genius in their field, the experience, the results that they get compound over time. And the only way for things to compound is for you to actually go out and do the thing, have the courage to be bad and to get better every single day of your journey, right? And the only way to do that is to stop consuming a bazillion different strategies and actually pick one of them and apply it fully. One of the biggest mistakes I see with entrepreneurs is they'll take 20 strategies and dip their toe in each of those strategies quickly decide that nothing in marketing works, but in reality, they didn't go deep with any of those strategies, right? They jumped because it was a quick dopamine hit. It was more exciting to try the shiny new thing a tiny bit and then jump onto the new shiny thing when that shiny thing was boring and old instead of actually sitting down and going, it's not going to be exciting every step of the way. I tell my clients this all the time. Business is wildly exciting to me. I love marketing. I love the freedom that entrepreneurship gives me. I love that I get to take Mondays and half of Fridays off. I love that I get to change lives every single day of my life, right? But at the same time, there are things that I don't 100% love where things do get boring and they do get a little stale. And I believe that good business gets to be boring sometimes. When you find what works, it's really a case of wash, rinse and repeat. And you've got to look for that joy and that excitement outside of your business. Now, for some people, what this actually looks like is just being in denial of the work where it's so much easier to go, well, what if that's not really, what if that's not really the strategy that I need to book the clients that I want to be booking? What if Susan from down the road actually has the answer from, uh, for me? She's selling a course. It's now on sale for $497. Right, done. I'm going to try that. And then it becomes exciting for the moment because she promises you everything in the world. And uh, if you're a Susan watching this, no hate to Susans anywhere. <laughs> right? She promises you the world. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You can make a bazillion dollars while you sleep without lifting a finger. And then you get disappointed because it doesn't work because you come to the same realization every single time, which is work is still going to be required. The strategies are only one piece of that puzzle. So I want to invite you to look at before you go and buy another online course or another stack of video trainings or more free resources, ask yourself, what do I know that I need to do? that I'm actually not doing right now. And before you buy the next course, the next thing, the next video training, ask yourself, do I really need this information to be able to move into action? Or am I using this information to avoid taking action? But that's gonna make the biggest, biggest difference. Right, so the fourth thing that I wanna share with you 
when we covered the third thing was stop consuming the courses and the trainings that I had when I had a whole lot of stuff that I hadn't actioned yet. So I cut the information over consumption and I moved more into action. That created really, really phenomenal results for me. Now, the fourth thing that I stopped doing is I stopped trying to figure all the shit out alone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Building a business is challenging, but it is also one of the most rewarding things you could possibly do with your life. And as far as I'm concerned, one of the best vehicles for total lifestyle freedom to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, when you want to do it. And for me, that is wealth beyond measure, right? Now, I stopped trying to figure things out alone because there was a time in my journey where I went... I cannot actually piece together another free resource. I cannot actually watch another YouTube video that's not deep diving, that's only giving me surface level strategy. I need help, right? And I got to a point in my journey where I went, if I continue down this path of just doing what I'm doing right now, will things change for me? Will I be in the exact same space that I am financially, emotionally, spiritually, all the things if I continue down this path for the next five years? And the answer was kind of scary. So I went, right, I need some help. And my business growth absolutely quantum leaped when I hired my first mentor, a person who had gone where I wanted to go, who shared the values that I had in my experience. So what really happened here is I stopped wasting time and I stopped inventing things and trying to piece together things when I realized that actually there are huge amounts of people who have actually walked this journey before, who have made the mistakes, who have made financial missteps, who have done all the things, made all the mistakes so that you don't have to. And so when I invested in my first mentor, it really, really just hit me how valuable it is to leverage other people's life experience, their business experience, and the information that's in their head. And so what I did is I began to lean on communities to stay accountable, and I actually hired help where I needed it. I stopped trying to manage everything alone. I onboarded a virtual assistant for my business at the point in time where I just could not do everything on my own. Ask for help where you need it. Stop trying to figure things out alone. I think this is a huge, huge wounding that I see, particularly with female entrepreneurs, where we are so conditioned to put everyone else's needs before our own. And what this creates is superwoman syndrome, right? Where we try to do it all. We try to be the best moms, the best cat moms, if you're anything like me, the best entrepreneurs, the best wives, the best partners, the best all the things. And it's a lot, right? And nobody ever said, all of this is your responsibility. Right? We've been conditioned this way. You get to choose at any point in time to ask for help where you need it. So what I'm going to offer you today is I do want to briefly share with you that the Booked Our Beautifully experience is now taking enrollment. So if you are a coach, consultant, or online service-based business owner, and you're going, I need help. <laughs> I want more clients. I want some more cash flow in my business. And I really want to build the kind of business that allows me to leverage the lifestyle of my absolute dreams, right? Whether that's working three days a week, whether that's working half days to spend time with your kids, your family, or whether that's having time to pursue a passion project, right? To go be that animal rights activist or lobbyist, to do whatever it is you want to do. This is the reason that I am so passionate about business. And so doors are open for the next round of the Booked Out Beautifully experience. And you might be thinking, wait a minute, is she just doing a shameless plug right now for a program after she's just told me I stopped consuming all of the content and trainings when there was still stuff to action? And yes, I'm going to share why. 
right? This program is unique in that this is not just another stack of videos in a vault for you. I am hugely, hugely a believer in deep accountability. And in this container, this is not the kind of space to come hang out with me if you want to fly under the radar. I hold everyone in this container to a very, very high standard. So you are constantly in momentum. There are plenty of coaching opportunities with me throughout the entire program where you're able to give me everything, right? Give me the overwhelm, all the different strategies that you've learned and allow me to help you piece that together into a strategy that is custom and suits your business for where you are. So yes, absolutely shameless plug here because I believe that this is an absolutely phenomenal program and I've seen gorgeous results with my clients and I would love to share that with you. So if you are curious about the Booked Out Beautifully experience, all you need to do is visit my website. That is www.meganchalidis.com. I will leave that in the comments below. You'll navigate to the tab on my website, which says work with me and you will see a button on that page to be able to pop me a message via Facebook Messenger and we'll have a quick chat about your business to see where you are on your journey. What is it that you want? And if I feel confident that I can support you in getting you to your next level in business, I'm going to share all the program details with you there. So just to recap, if you want some more info on that, please go ahead and click on my website. You'll see the link below this podcast as well. And we'll have a fantastic conversation about what that could look like for you and your business. Hello, or wonderful humans, and welcome back to the second part of the episode on the five things that I stopped doing that helped me go from overlooked to fully booked in my online business. Now, the last pointer that I want to share with you today, this is probably the hardest one to share because this is a lesson that I'm still integrating as we speak. But the biggest thing that I stopped doing that helped me really explode my business was I stopped worrying about being likable and focused on adding value instead. Now, what this really meant was I stopped second guessing myself, right? I stopped worrying about being loved and liked by everyone. And instead started showing up a whole lot more authentically, which just gave me permission to stop trying so hard to be so goddamn perfect, right? To make sure no mis mistakes happened, right? No bugger ups happened on podcasts or Facebook lives, right? I didn't mess up and stutter. And I just stopped and I went, my mission is more important than being liked. Now, I do want to share with you that as human beings, we are psychologically and physiologically hardwired to want to be liked. We have got tribal fear built into us of being rejected from a community, right? We are primordially built to want to be loved and accepted by our communities and by our people so that we stay alive. Because in tribal situations, if you were rejected from your tribe early on enough, that could have meant certain death. Because as human beings, we relied on each other for survival. So if you are showing up online and you are petrified, you are absolutely fucking petrified of being authentic or saying the thing that you actually want to say, the thing that's on your heart, I want you to know that it's not because there's something wrong with you. In actual fact, it's your body trying to keep you alive. The difference, however, is that if somebody does not like you on social media, it doesn't mean that your survival is under threat. However, your reptilian brain believes otherwise. So I do want you to know that if you feel just the way that I did and the way that I do often in my journey, where you have that bit of, what if I say this and everybody hates me and my entire business falls to pieces, I want you to know it is 100% normal. But I decided one day, and I want you to notice what I've shared, I decided. I made a decision in the moment and said, I'm done. I'm not a bar of chocolate. I'm not going to be liked by everyone and guaranteed someone out there on this planet goes, I don't really like chocolate anyways. Okay. Whoever that crazy person is, if you exist, <laughs> please message me. I'd love to hear from you as well. But the point here is you are not going to be for everyone. Being yourself means you are going to piss somebody off. 
you are going to be not very well liked by someone when you take a stand for something. But what this also allows you to do is to stop worrying, to stop performing and to just be who you are and attract the most amazing clients because you are being your most authentic self. And the fun part about this is when you are your most authentic self, you resonate with clients who resonate with you in your most authentic self, which means you get along like a house on fire with your clients. Now, the second thing I want to share on this point is I also stop worrying about whether or not my clients liked me. Because here's the thing, when you are running a container or doing one-to-one -one coaching or even providing a service, for a lot of people, it's super important that your clients like you. And there came a point in time when I decided that it was not my job for people to like or love me, right? Particularly my clients. It was actually my job to get a result for people. And so what this really did is as soon as I made the shift, it really just took the pressure off the relationship and it allowed me to create really amazing results with my clients because I wasn't worried about hurting feelings or stepping on toes. Because as a coach or as a facilitator, what this sometimes means is having to deliver some not so cool truths to your clients, right? Always with love, always with with compassion and always with the energy of wanting them to grow and succeed. But if you are more attached to this idea of being liked than actually sharing what needs to be said to get your clients a result, there's something there to work on, right? Something that made a major, major shift for me. The other thing on this note is really, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you are like, this post is going to be friggin' fire. I've put all my energy and intention into this thing. I'm so excited. And then you hear crickets. Little chirpy crickets. <laughs> Zero engagement. No likes. No cell phone exploding. And for so many people, it can be so tempting. And I know I've done this in the past, very early on in my journey, to just go, hopefully nobody saw that and I'll just delete it and repost it later. <laughs> and when you don't get the engagement that you want the second time around, you go, I'm just going to delete that permanently. And you're just completely deflated because it was so exciting for you in the moment. But what I realized really is that it's more important to get the message out there than for it to be the kind of post that explodes, right? Viral content is absolutely amazing. But if I only shared stuff that went viral, I probably wouldn't be sharing that much. You have a silent audience, a silent stack of viewers who are being impacted by the stuff that you do every day. Engagement, interestingly enough, in no way is actually connected to income and to revenue. There are influencers out there who've got thousands and thousands of comments on every single post who can barely sell five t-shirts to the audience. And yes, that was actually a real case study. Pop me a DM and I'll actually send it to you if I can find it because I thought that was mind blowing, right? Hundreds and thousands of members in this particular influencer's audience and they could not even sell a handful of t-shirts. Okay, so remember engagement does not mean anything. And so when I decided that I didn't care about being liked, I didn't care about the engagement on the post, I cared about getting my message out there, making the difference, changing the lives, making the impact. That was more important. And so what happened was, if no one liked a post, no big deal. <laughs> I didn't delete it. I didn't freak out. I didn't take it down. I just came back and posted again tomorrow because the goal was to be of service, not to worry about whether or not I was getting Insta famous. <laughs> <laughs> right? So this detached energy was so insanely helpful in my business because I stayed consistent. And the biggest, biggest thing, the magic that I think everyone is looking for is in the consistency. It is not one big shiny flashy thing or like some gigantic Hollywood sign that's going to change your business overnight and turn you into the entrepreneur you've always wanted to be. It's those tiny micro actions that are going to make the biggest difference for you right? Just like weight gain, right? This is my favorite example because it makes so much sense, right? When I stopped competitive ballroom and Latin dancing for a little while, I gained a good amount of weight. <laughs> and I remember one day having this realization and going, how did this happen? How on earth did this happen? And I realized it did not happen overnight. 
it was a year of micro decisions where I was no longer training as much as I was training and yet I was still choosing to eat the third cupcake in a row. <laughs> and it's these tiny micro actions, choosing something a little greasy versus something healthy and nourishing in the moment that compounds over time. Your business is absolutely no different, right? Your wealth is determined by these tiny micro actions that you are choosing to either move towards wealth or move away from it. Making that one tiny connection with one person on one day is moving towards wealth. Going, well, it's just one connection, it doesn't really matter that much in the long run, is moving away from wealth. Okay, so your compounded actions, when you are consistent, make for the magical explosive growth that you are looking for. All right. Now, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I am super pumped to hear from you. So what I'd love to invite you to do is actually go ahead and think about what were some of your top takeaways from this podcast? What were some of the things that really just stirred something in you? And I would absolutely love to hear from you. Please go ahead and reach out to me via Facebook Messenger. I like to hang out on Facebook or go ahead and drop me a message on my new Instagram account. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you found it valuable and you do want to share this episode with the world, I would be sure to screenshot, post and tag me on Instagram at Megan Shalitas so I can stalk your profile and we can connect some more. While you're there, drop me a quick message with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. And if you want to get notified of upcoming episodes on this podcast, go ahead and click on the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. See you soon.